You gotta give me one more chance. I know the gigs will come back in. I know they'll all turn back in like right around just like the old days and the money will come pouring in gangbusters. Ah-cha-cha. You gotta, you gotta help me. I'm your buddy, I'm your pal. Oh my god. You spill milk on the floor. You try to lick it up to save a penny. Ah-cha-cha. We were all tough. We punched each other in the face. We did our laundry by punching it really hard. <laughs> Scotty and Vinny and Tommy and now kids are named Lafayette. They got these these newfangled fruity names. Acha. Mm-hmm. Kids these days, and the, oh, now I do the voice that disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I want you to do it. No, no. Miss <sighs> Romy, it's time for us to set sail. Oh my gosh, already? Well, okay, Miss Blossom. Let's go. We're gonna talk shit. How are you? It's, it is pride. Um, if it is it's, pride. If there's ever a time to feel booked and cursed, it, it could be pride. It could be pride. It probably is for a lot of the queens, um, performers and kings who enjoy our show. Um, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling okay. My first week of pride, to be quite honest, was kind of a rough one. There was lots of drama and yeah, a little bit of heartbreak, but the, night, the weather is nice. There's only one way your Pride Month can go up from here. Up from here. Mm -hmm. Rushing onwards and upwards. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm sorry to hear. Um, I do not wish heartbreak for my sister ever. But is that not what it means to be human, I guess? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it could be argued, definitely. Absolutely. Um, before I ask you about your humanity, um, welcome to Talk Ship Get Hip. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to Talk Ship Get Hip, everyone. Um, and before we get into our segment, our intro segment on Talk Ship Get Hip of um, name check, I don't think we have still decided one. Maybe we decide one right now. The, you know, loading of ba- uh, loading, unloading of baggage. See, we have to just, dis- are we loading or unloading? Fuck, that's what we've been talking about. Let's do unloading, but parentheses un, kind of like academia dissertation vibes, like using parentheses in like a scholarly, snobbish way. Yeah, I like that. I also like deloading. Oh, deloading. Yeah. We could do all kinds of disloading, dislodging, <laughs> dislodging your luggage, your baggage. It's our cargo check-in. Cargo um, check-in. The, the the hit intro segment we do on our podcast that um, really is is. The major time where we carve out to talk about ourselves before we jump in to an episode of the hit television show, The Love Boat, that we excitedly review, you know, um, with passion. Maybe if this is your first time watching the show, if this is your first episode, that is what we do. That is the vague central topic theme of the show is the hit television series, The Love Boat. Yes. Um, so now you know. Now, now tell me more about um, being human, the woes of being human, not just human, you know, your, your artistry and energy transcends humanity. Um, <laughs> that's what I like to remind myself yeah. as well. But, um, yeah. What, what other cargo do you wish to unload, you know, and unload into a safe, uh, space receptacle. Yes. That isn't like a turbulent airplane or, uh-huh. you know, this is, uh, 
a cruise, really. Uh, the waters are, you're safe with my waters is what Tranquil, I'm trying to say. safe waters. Yeah. The safe, cool waters of Blossom. Um, <laughs> please, if you will, if you want to. I'll take a dip. Um, I'm thinking like, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, I had a bout of food-borne illness last week. I had a bout of, um, you know... Uh, a thing ending and I had a bout of drama and you know other kind of like entanglements that caused me to be like kind of frustrated with people and a lot of work so I had a really interesting week it's but, a triple threat of sorts uh, go exactly. ahead with your butt hopefully it's an optimistic butt but it's you know it is still pride and it is quite the beginning of the month. And to be fair, I shouldn't have tried doing any of these things that I was trying to do any of these days because CoStar warned me not to. What did she tell you? She told me it was going to be rough, darling. And I was like, well, I should have just not even read it. It's not like knowing helps at all. Anyway. So what I'm hearing she's is... She's a cruel, cruel mistress sometimes, Miss CoStar. Miss CoStar, Miss Life, but you know... The signs are in front of you. The girl did it to her damn self is what I have oh, to yeah. think. Oh, yeah. I've had it coming. No, no. You did not have foodborne illness coming your way. Let's let's uh, knock this triple threat one by one. We can lightly okay. touch on them. So okay. foodborne illness. Um, I've already forgotten what was <laughs> Me too. But I'm sorry about the foodborne illness. Thanks. What, what, uh, what lessons can we impart? I mean, cruises, that can happen often on a cruise. Oh, yeah. I try to carry uh, Tums around with me. Sure, sure. Um, Pepto. Um, I would say one lesson is um, if you're still sick, don't continue to work the next day like I did. What can you do? It can be hard to rest, though. Hard to take it's a really It's really hard to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, rest is kind of terrifying. I've been, like, thinking about it, but it's also kind of scary. Yeah. 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 When, you, when you're passionate about your slayage, you know, it can feel like, a wasted opportunity to slay. Absolutely. But resting is part of the slayage. Everyone out there, please, please rest up so you can and, continue. And serving. drink water. Drink water. Um, okay, so number two of this triple threat, a thing ended is what my sister just said. I don't... Uh, a thing ended. Uh, I kind of, yeah, you know, I got like, whatever. Um, embarrassingly, whatever. shamefully whatevered and and let go from a situation that i was in and it's fine it's whatever um i wouldn't want to hang out with me either no that is not the lesson to be <laughs> that is from the that. lesson to be learned okay well, <laughs> i do not accept that the lesson that i learn and that i hear from that is that um people that don't deserve all parts of you all of the beauty all of the wonder the wit the glamour the fabulousness the love that you offer the long stories that kind of ramble on and don't go anywhere absolutely that we all love and adore the people that don't deserve that or that don't recognize it they do find their way out of your out of your life even if it's by their choice doesn't mean <laughs> okay i got <laughs> i got lost a little bit or by there yeah yeah you okay what i was go, trying go to say is the right people that are meant to be in your life at that time in space will uh, be there for you like me like us that's on true this no that's true that together. is true so 
that's true yeah okay so number three that was drama well oh yeah i don't even what can we say i mean drama we're drag queens we're we're pop stars i mean usually i'm on the sidelines you know i i don't typically get involved but every now and again that you know just want to dive in but for everyone's um best interest that you don't get involved because honey miss romeo will take you down (laughs) verbally or if she has if she happens to have her meter hammer with her i'm sorry then uh i know who will be still standing after (laughs) that doubt with a glare a quip or a traditional weapon i've seen you in a film uh, dis- disarm someone who was wielding a sword with your meteor hammer. That Thank was you. Epic. That was through no tricks of editing or anything. That was just that was just real life sparring. That was just the game of life. Yeah, I heard like eagle noises when it happened too. It was you know interesting, interesting little thing about that. Now that I'm given the opportunity to have like an aside. Okay, so when you hear samples, one interesting thing I learned when we did that short film with Austin Inky Boy the movie, which Everyone should watch. It's online. It's real fun. Um, I learned that that eagle noise that they would play, um, the eagle sample that they would use in movies, um, actually is a red-tailed hawk. Because eagles, because, oh, so a lot of the samples that people use are from really old sample libraries. Like these birds, long dead, darling, generations, decades ago, they were gone. And they've been used in a lot of things. Our brains are actually almost like people want to use the same samples that are super ingrained in the zeitgeist and in pop culture because it triggers a memory with people and we like that familiarity. But back to the red-tailed hawk versus the falcon or eagle sample is um, is like eagles actually as far as birds sounds go, as far as their calls go, sound kind of goofy to most people's ear. So the red-tailed hawk gives people that feeling of like, you know, it's, um, it is a, a bird of, of liberty, freedom, uh, whatever. It sounds more, the call is much more embodied. It's much more confident. The eagle sound is kind of like, but yeah. So anyway, there you go. We've been lied to all this time. I love this pick uh, this little snippet of audio history it's amazing <laughs> and audio engineering this leave it to my sister to give us to teach us some some sonic lessons tonight and today. the bird sounds in the movie the birds were a synth if you go back and watch the movie it makes sense because all of the, the bird sounds sound like little like it was just some people turning knobs birding around just burbing around they just be bourbon I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, red tail hawk screech noise is a little harder to get out Brr. there. Eagle screech or hawk. <laughs> that anyway. sound effect I have heard you used in different contexts. Yeah, as well. I usually use it to like I don't know give sound to like what I imagine the emotions of cats are like when a cat is confused. That's the sound I like going brr, which I think I actually stole from Celine when I lived with her. To be fair. Shout out to our first and so far only guest on the podcast. Thus far. Celine Latrine. But um, very shortly, we will be having more guests on. Um, thank you for unloading your cargo. Here is your checking ID, tracking ID. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this validated later. Is that how this works? Yes. Um, um, how about you? How was your week? How was your first week of, of Pride Month, darling? 
first week of pride yeah i think this episode is coming out like maybe mid pride so we're we're thinking we're projecting into the future mm-hmm. um i have a busy pride month but i'm excited for pride is my drag anniversary month i started drag two years ago to this date that we're recording well a few days after but it's a fun time i like to use it as a benchmark to check in with myself about like my drag career and artistry and like all the fun things that have happened in the last year um but it's been a good month i have an exciting show upcoming this month that i am for the first time like dancing on stage well we have performed in group numbers before and i've been in other group numbers but this is the first time where i'm like leading a drag performance and have enlisted the support of two other dancers um two of our friends to name drop and maybe potential guests on the show kiki and e of the house of flora local kiki house in portland oregon and also in denver they have a chapter in denver shout out to the kiki house of flora um but i'm really excited to dance with them on stage it's gonna be so fabulous can you imagine me dancing it's gonna be everything me moving my body come on now come on now (laughs) i learned a touch step do you know what a touch step is i didn't know what it was Mm -mm. but now i know okay it's like crossing really i'll just show you off camera but um you're not gonna do it right now no no we wouldn't be able to get it in the frame probably right right. but uh that's a little bit of check-in about me i'm having a good pride month good pride month a busy pride month lovely um can't spell pride month without demon Mm. that's the big one right now yeah demon or hrt Oh, I love that. Yeah. An HRT demon is <laughs> uh-huh. basically what I identify as nowadays. Oh yeah. That's that's the table. That's that's the table at lunch that we sit at. Mm. Who else is with us? Oh god, there's a few HRT demons in town who would probably be sitting in with us. Mm-hmm. Or globally. I mean, uh, globally. Yeah. Won't you sit at our global HRT demon table, darling? Please. 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 It would be our honor. Yeah, um, not too much. I feel like else to report back on in Blossom's unloading of cargo. Um, what does your uh, imaginary cargo look like? Um, what shape is it? What color is it? The, the the luggage that you're bringing on each week, or definitely covered in stickers. Uh-huh. I'm also seeing like a Kelly green, perhaps. It would be kind of in line with the aesthetic of the show. Of today's episode, especially. Oh, yeah. Lots of Kelly Green looks on the runway today. Absolute. That we will be clinking or sinking very soon. Uh, I love that for you. I love round luggage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind Yeah. <laughs> draws the shape of a, a circle. No, but especially, but especially like a square with rounded corners is very of that time, too. But uh, then a, a straight up circular piece. That is kind of fun. It's fabulous. It is I fabulous. Mean, I guess people were traveling with their hats and their wigs. Sure. But there's also like the bigger round ones that I just find so satisfying. Mine would be hot pink. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Just like that. my... Um... Well, that's my check-in. I love it. Uh, we have loaded our cargo or unloaded or deloaded? Deloused. Deloused. It's... Oh, no, wait. What was it? We de... Yeah, deloaded. It's I kind like deloaded. It's like our delight tribute band. Deloaded. Delocked. Mm-hmm. Deloaded. Mm-hmm. Degroovy. Um, cargo's checked in. Let's let's check in to the real meat. No, it can be vegan. 
have we told the podcast that you're vegan i'm not vegan i am oh <laughs> she's pescatarian i am pescatarian we had so a lovely vegan bon mi earlier we did it was uh-huh. really it was it was really cute right. um what was that place again Mama Doot. Mama Doot. Yeah, that was cute. I hadn't eaten there before. It was really cute. Shout out other local fabulous Asian-owned uh, restaurants in our little corner of the world. Um, but here we are. We are on Talk Ship Get Hip reviewing episode six hey. of season one of The Love Boat. The Love Boat. Um, as always, we have a triptych of titles here. I will read them to you, um, to you as an you and the world the three titles of this episode episode six are joker is wild first time out and take my granddaughter please um do you recall all three and do you, is there one that comes to mind first or one that we we could jump into first well the take my granddaughter please has the you know one of the really really fabulous occult older people in rosemary's baby yes um actress ruth gordon yes ruth gordon how could i forget and i don't know she's my favorite character so of course like her arc which to be fair take my granddaughter please is really her arc it's really mostly about her and her accepting that she's annoying which is really relatable for me and meddling that's her because that's that's her thing she's the meddling witch grandmother right right that serves beautiful fabulous fashions i mean basically our whole fashion clink cursing segment this week is about her um but yeah it just reminded me what if what if she is playing the same character as she was in rosemary's baby but she has just boarded the ss pacific princess for a week oh yeah she's got is no. her granddaughter Rosemary's baby on this cruise right now? Whoa, all grown up. Who is Satan? Spoiler alert! If you yeah. haven't seen Rosemary's baby, or what is Rose? Is Rosemary's baby well, supposed to be Satan? Or well, like if, Satan? if if what if what's her name is Rosemary's baby, this this the reincarnation of slash spawn mm. of um, Shirley. Then mm-hmm. kind of going back to the HRT demon topic. I mean, as I recall, the famous line um, Rosemary's baby we know from the movie was. Amab was assigned male at birth because of that famous line, he has his father's eyes. So it's really possible that she is that baby. What's her name? What's her name? I think Shirley. Shirley. I said Shirley earlier, but in context, it kind of sounded like I was just agreeing with you. Oh, Shirley. Yeah. So Shirley, um, Shirley was maybe Rosemary's baby. And maybe that lady is there being like, oh my God, we haven't gotten another heir to this satan dynasty infernal kingdom. yeah infernal mm-hmm. kingdom and um we need to find a suitor to impregnate my trans reincarnation of lucifer granddaughter love i love it um so clearly we had a favorite of the three plots but let's read a, a overview plot of all three episodes in one you know all three plot lines so has-been comic Barry Keys asks Julie, our cruise director, our fave Julie, uh-huh. to let him entertain on board um, as a way of returning a favor. You know, uh, Julie, Julie's father, we learn, is friends of this, this kind of ex-comedian or this faded comedian. We'll get into that later. Um, Mrs. Warner, Ruth Gordon, witch lady that we're talking about, uh, is determined to marry off her granddaughter, Shirley. On this trip. On this trip, yeah. you know, and we see that um, Shirley's love interest is Tab Hunter, who you were 
um, reminding me of. I did recognize, or I recognized the role, but me, I, I never quack any of the guest stars. Tell us a little bit about Tab, Tab Hunter. Tab was Hunter was a 50s and 60s heartthrob who was closeted gay. And later on in his career, you know, he made tongue-in-cheek nods. He was in Polyester and starred opposite Divine and was the leading man in that movie. And he was that guy. You know, he was one of those prototypical, like, American leading men heartthrob guys and uh it was kind of fabulous to see him here tab hunter fabulous yeah and as the podcasteresses that we are always seeking and looking for um the queer lens to any episode of the love boat we love to see some john waters dreamlanders or like icons of of that pocket of cinema that we so deeply cherish represented on this episode and finally, college pals bet on whether Virginal Dan changes his status before the cruise ends. Kind of a weird one. Yeah. I don't know if this is like part of like classic machismo, like masculine culture, or if this is just something that like was in a bunch of TV movies and perpetuated it, or if it's something that like male, like math friends actually do with each other where they like hedge bets over their friend who can't get laid to have sex and they're obsessed with the sex life of their one friend who hasn't had sex. Like I've seen this before in movies and it seems kind of odd to me. Little gay. Yes. It could be a little fruity. It's it's very, it's, it's fixating on a very intimate part of, of someone. And we learn that these four boys are bonded fraternally or, or they're in a fraternity with each other right on a right. spring break of sorts it feels like yeah and hedging actual bets i mean yeah yeah i mean and they're kind of they're they're rooting for or they're rooting against him in some ways they're, they're placing bets on that he that he will not find love or at least sex on this boat the sex boat is they should have boarded the sex boat not the love boat darling yeah um yeah. but anywho we find out that uh, danny or dan this this virgin uh, i don't want to contribute to the characterization you're of a this virgin person. who can't drive <laughs> you're a virgin who can't ride this cruise um his love interest is marcia brady uh maureen mccormick so that's cute to see another we've we saw father brady earlier this season yeah Maureen McCormick had these like really fabulous old ads in the early zeros for Bloomingdale's and um, I don't know them oh yeah no they're they're actually pretty whatever and um shout out to anyone who remembers deep internet legends Shay St. John but she had the most disturbing live journal ever and there was this whole series of fake letters from Maureen McCormick about how Shay St. John's website had subliminal messages in it that were like ruining her life um so I think about her from that and of course from the Brady Bunch have you ever shopped at a Bloomingdale's I believe I have I believe I used to get um they I remember they had a cosmetic section um, I actually went to a mall. I went to the Lloyd Center Mall yesterday because um, I'm it's I'm obsessed with old malls and they're like liminal spaces. And, you know, I had a chance to walk around and see so many places that were just like not in use. But then there were a lot of places that looked as though they had been, you know, inhabited by like smaller businesses. And there were actually people around. And I got a weird pretzel bite with weird cheese sauce. It was amazing. It was uh such a weird experience. Anyway, malls, Bloomingdale's. 
You can only get weird pretzels with weird cheese, cheese, cheese sauce at a mall or at a yeah. mall. There's a know? lot of food places that specifically cornered mall food courts as their like demographic and their operation. Like what's going to happen to Baja Fresh or Hot Dog on a Stick or um, Those Sally's co- Mrs. Fields cookies <laughs> or Sally Fields' cookies. Sally Fields' cookies. Honey, come get yeah. those cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. That was from Marsha Brady. Is that how we got there? Yeah, I yeah, Marsha so. Brady. Yeah, because okay. because Shay St. John would post all of her like Bloomingdale's ads and be I like, Marsha wrote me this. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure a sector of of your fans that watch our podcast will understand that. I did not, but I am <laughs> curious. And as always, I learn something new from our episode or from our time. I can go do some uh, further research and oh shay st john is a treasure of media darling okay I'll go a on. legend god rest their soul and tab hunters tab, yes yeah. um well let's see should we um we could we talk a little bit about some of the main highlights before we maybe do a deeper dive into some main pots plot, pots main points of the plot yeah pots uh, and points pots on the pots are in point pans okay. and points po- hands pointing at each other um or actually, we can just take a break now. Let's just take a break now. Before oh, we, we love to... breaks. Yeah, yeah. See, See you soon. soon. And we're back. We are. Welcome back. Blossom screwed her head back on a little bit more. I use that metaphor a lot. I don't know if that's a metaphor other people use, if I've just started saying that. I've been saying that a lot, though. I'm like, oh, let me get back to you after I screw my head back on a little bit. No, because that goes with that old, like, you know, my head would fall off if it wasn't screwed on there. I'm always losing everything. Do people say that? Yeah, it it, it was an old adage. Okay. Yeah. It's just my vintage soul coming through. I love it. I thought you were going to make a reference to that one story about the girl whose head is held on by the scarf the green ribbon the, oh the green ribbon i was gonna say mm-hmm. a red scarf that's quite the opposite of a green ribbon well you know christmas. red scarf green ribbon christmas flag day mm-hmm. whatever i mean um the busy world of richard scary was full of stories like that mm-hmm. that wasn't richard scary that yeah. was from in a dark dark room which was an alvin schwartz retelling a folklore compilation a la scary stories. I see. To tell in the dirk. Yeah. Um, well, we're back. Yay. Um, let's talk about some of the high points of this plot. I mean, you know, we're, we're sharing some of our high points because, you know, um, simultaneously both for those that are, are watching along with us or, you know, maybe uh, it's a little teaser of, of some points to be excited about when you watch this episode eventually or rewatch this episode. Or maybe you're never going to watch The Love Boat, but you will or you are interested in us watching it and you're hearing watching us. it through our eyes mm-hmm. and our mouths and your ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eyes without a face. Without a mouth. Without a mouth. Uh, so high points of this plot let's see um well it's always fun to see a starlet a comedian an entertainer that has um kind of outlived their moment or is kind of living in this afterglow moment outliving your moment that's like that a phrase i don't know i was gonna i was gonna say fell off 
but outlived your moment. That's rough. Well, I like it. I like, like it. You, you either die in your moment or you live long enough to outlive your moment. Is that the takeaway here? Is that I that's guess. the that's the implicit statement of of however, um sure, he's outlived his moment and he certainly outused all of his jokes. Yeah, so we're talking about a certain Mr. Barry, um Julie's father's old friend who we keep hearing allusion to him owing Julie's father owing him a favor or it's there's this helped him get his start in show business or gave him some other kind of favor I don't Mm. really know but make you a star sure show business but he's representing the era when people when men um just let their eyebrows grow and whatever happened um happened yes yeah it's bushy it's it's crazy it's Uh wild um I was driving around today on my way to pick up you and on community community radio, uh, DJ, don't remember their name, but the DJ ended their set with a song from an album called Squirrel Jazz. And those eyebrows were giving squirrel jazz. Squirrel jazz, <laughs> eyebrows. Bushy, bushy tailed like a, like a squirrel, like a jazzy squirrel. Um, but Mr. Barry, he, yeah, he uh, was on the Ed Sullivan show we, we hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, some fun painting we have like vintage tv fit into retro tv um and us receiving both of these references in 2023 yeah um so layers on layers layers on layers um yeah old jokes from a time that's super old um in an environment that's antiquated and him talking about how people today just don't understand his humor don't have the work ethic that he has and show business ain't what it used to be it's you know he's from he's from the suspiria era (laughs) it's amazing i think what does this mean this is one of our emergent um themes and analyses over our uh, queer watching and viewing and reading of the love boat is that lots of suspiria elements lots of lots of magic and and witchness witchness yeah there's there's a lot of witchcraft and occult going on there's a lot of witchy outfits i think Uh also maybe that was just how people you know of a certain vintage maybe dressed back then because i don't know a lot of things just seem witchier before they became like costumes that were always assigned to witchy characters and things wearing a big crazy pendant with like a long gown that's kind of in this like i don't know like a winter palette color that's like i don't know micro suede or shiny felt or something like these things maybe didn't used to read as witchy maybe that was like a springtime look mm, but to at us some it's point magic. but to us we're like oh yeah she's giving mother witch mm-hmm. mater suspiriorum right right the three mothers concept was actually more written by uh daria nicoldi uh, daria Argento's ex-wife she came up with the whole concept of the three mothers and everyone thinks that he did because he's a man but i mean you know he he did direct the movies and stuff but a lot of them are it was all adapted from her short story mm. and her general concepts anyway who was responsible for the bisexual lighting in argento's films definitely him okay yeah that's his look. Good that was him. his aesthetic, you know, early vapor boy, e-boy aesthetic. Right. Yeah. Kind of how I modeled the lighting in my apartment now. I mean, mine's more like orange and purples, but. Yeah, yours is, is like warm ambers. It mm-hmm. goes with your like orange color elemental theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah. I guess it's kind of the colors of the lesbian flag. 
So maybe instead of bisexual lighting, my apartment is lesbian lighting. I love it. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Um, so Mr. Barry's story, yeah, he is coming onto the cruise, but he's he has the worst, quote unquote, worst, the most modest room, the most modest accommodations. Yeah, they said cheapest. Uh-huh. Julie said cheapest. Yeah, well, she was sad to see. She was sad to see him in such a state. You know, and he's kind of... On um, a luxury cruise in the cheapest cabin. The, right. the way the mighty have fallen. He was on the Ed Sullivan show with props at one point, And right. now, you know. And so his story, you know, he's kind of just longing for one more shot at entertainment and getting a few chuckle hee-hee-ha-ha hordles out of people. And so he kind of pleads Julie, our cruise director, to get a spot on stage, you know. And as the cruise director, she has that power to kind of shape the the agenda for the for the night for the day but rather than she's worried yeah she's worried and this is the interesting thing to me is he can clearly see that she's concerned she's trying to be nice maybe he can't see and he's just not you know not astute to that but instead of like asking for a gig or begging or or doing anything and just being like you know you gotta give me one more chance. I know the gigs will come back in. I know they'll all turn back in like right around just like the old days and the money will come pouring in gangbusters. Cha-cha. Like, you gotta, you gotta help me. I'm your buddy. I'm your pal. But like, he doesn't do that. He fakes a heart attack. Yeah, he yeah. fakes chest pain. He fakes chest pain when she starts to tell him that he can't boot- perform the show. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> That's... Okay. You don't like this voice. No, I'm obsessed. Oh, okay. I, I'm kind of, I'm uh, tempted to ask you to to do the podcast now in this voice, but uh-huh. um, yeah, he he, but he gets his spot and he kind of slays. We were not gagging. We were not laughing at any joke. He tries to make some really resonant jokes that we hear nowadays about people being like kids these days and oh no i do the voice that disconnected <laughs> no uh, i know i want you to do it <laughs> no 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 i actively can uh he makes a joke about like kids these days and their newfound genders what's up with that except his like names yeah uh, so it's about the kids having fruity names these days well he gets up he finally gets his gig that julie you know arranged out of sympathy and a bit of manipulation. And at first he's doing all of his old material. Like, oh, you know, you spill milk on the floor. You try to lick it up to save a penny. A cha-cha or something weird like that. And people are like creeped out. Um, one lady starts crying. People are throwing up. Um, and then he's like, yeah, you know, I give up fucking show business. Staying on the mic, of course. And he like pulls up a stool. He pulls up a stool. Pulling up a stool and getting to the mic is like the comedian way of saying that like you don't care. You you're just gonna tell it like it is. You're gonna be really real. You're gonna really show your humanity. You're maybe totally drunk. And he's like, you know, he starts going on like the kids these days. Sure, the generations have changed. We were all tough. We punched each other in the face. We did our laundry by punching it really hard. (laughs) And like, you know, and and everyone, our names were all like Scotty and Vinny and Tommy. And now kids are named Lafayette. They got these newfangled fruity names. And everyone's like, oh, my God. They're like crying, laughing. And then they're throwing up from laughter. And he's killing it. And Julie walks back in after taking a break outside and having a talk with Gopher about how badly the show is going. And she comes back. And I knew they were going to do the trope where he's like slaying the audience upon return. 
into the room. And of course he is. And he's doing this kind of weird, kind of homophobic, um, generation slamming thing. Cause he's, you know, telling it like it is and people are loving it. And he's ah cha chaing again, just like a comedy star should. Yeah, and good for him. I mean, we were not laughing at the jokes, but the the passengers of the SS Pacific Princess certainly were. And, you know, we love that for him to get. See, I, you know, was wrong. He did not outlive his moment. He lived to Acha-Cha another day. Acha-Cha. Yes. Shantae, you Acha-Cha stay. Yeah. Acha-Cha slay another week. Yeah. And slay Mr. Barry did. Good for him. Speaking of slaying, um, Mrs. Gordon, or Ruth Gordon, who is playing uh, Shirley's grandmother, uh, she is on this cruise, and she slayed us with her looks every time, but also her, um, I don't know, did you like her character? Well, her character seemed very um, one goal focused, which was to find a man of suitable income for Shirley, Mm -hmm. and she wanted to... And Shirley was interested in Tab Hunter's character, who is a school teacher, and she didn't approve of that. So she's trying to set her up with Doc instead. And Doc feels bad for Shirley. So he does this weird act where he pretends to be like drunk and tries groping. Um, what's the grandmother's name? Ruth's character. We call her Mrs. Warner. Mrs. Warner tries groping Mrs. Warner, and she's like, "Well, I never. You should never associate with this terrible man." And then later, they fess up immediately and say, "No, this was all an act because she's really absolutely in love with Tap Hunter's character, and we had to confess to you that we just put this on, and you're really pushy and annoying." And she's like, "Oh, well, maybe I am pushy and annoying." And she's like, "You are, but you're also a fantastic grandmother." She's like. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, it's cute. It's cute. I mean, learning that you're annoying and coming to terms with that, like I said, is a relatable lesson for me. Sure. I am sure. Not, I'm not endorsing any attempt that you uh, attempt to name yourself annoying. No, I can't. I can't endorse that. My sister is not annoying. Meddling. I like meddling. Sure. That's fun. That yeah. gives you like flair yeah um but yeah it's a fun storyline tab hunter is lovely at straight acting he's very good at it that's, i guess that's ha- what he did having to do that as a living uh you get pretty good at it but um not commending it but just giving him his flowers or it was the way it had to be right he was you know he was given a role and he did a great job he was yeah. lovely and probably a total class act at least from everything i've heard which to be fair isn't much but still sure Somewhat surmised from a John Waters documentary, I vaguely remember, but still, probably a cool person. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so this third plot, before we maybe jump into reviewing some looks and some fashions, um, the college boys, do we have much to say about this? I mean... They all blurred except for our central one for me. Yeah, Danny. Danny, he's just under a lot of pressure. He's 19 and a half years old. He reminds his fellow fraternity members... um, and is coming onto this cruise to lose parts of himself and to gain other parts of yourself. To be free, mm-hmm. one must give up a little part of themselves. Right. Their finger. Sure. Well, yeah. I, that's what losing your virginity is. You mm, heard it here first. You give your finger. You to, give your finger to someone else sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was fun to see Marsha Brady. She was beautiful. And, She's fabulous. Um, her character was very meek, very. Um, endearing, very innocent. Which I loved her hair. 
Her hair is fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have much to say about that plot line. I mean, lesson learned there, don't pressure your friends to have sex. No. And I mean, like, I guess it's like maybe that's that was the socially acceptable version in those kinds of social circles in masculine friend groups to of wanting to see your friend be happy. Right. I guess wanting to see them have success and a conquest. Yeah. Support your friends to have yeah. sex if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. And you should, but hold um, space for your friends don't, to entertain. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. don't call them names if they're not no. sexually active and don't place, don't hedge bets mm-hmm. upon their sexual activity unless mm-hmm. that's something y'all are doing to, and we're not telling our listeners not my listeners of talk ship get hip i know my listeners and viewers are not we know you're not uh, doing that uh-huh. but um you know you're sub- there's a lesson to be gleaned from this either way for totally. whether or not that applies to anyone yeah it's irrelevant Lessons well you know are fun. what else might um remind us and conjure up some other mo- moments of the plot is reviewing some fashions Yay! It could conjure up some other uh, lingering, you know, elements of this story that we want to share with folks. But it is time for our one of our favorite segments. I mean, again, we yeah. only introduced one other one at the up top of this, but uh, it's called Sink or Clink. Sink or Clink, everyone's favorite segment. Tell where me we review. A little, yes, tell me. This is the segment of the show for those of you who haven't seen before or heard before, where we review some of our most our favorite and least favorite, some of the looks that we found most noteworthy from the show. We get to talk about clothes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We know a thing or two about fashion. Um, so up first, we have Mrs. Warner and her granddaughter Shirley making their entrance. What do we think here? I mean, quite fabulous, really. We Like I said, that pendant. Uh-huh. I'm really into the pendant, the witchiness of it all as we were going on earlier. You know that it opens up. You know that there's a locket and it's filled with herbs and spices and part of a finger. Yeah. From when she lost her virginity. Yes. Right. Because you have to keep it with you. And she carries it around. Yeah. Yeah. For power. Yeah. I mean, great. We, we get introduced very clearly from her first look about her kind of um, standard silhouette that she likes. You know, we see a lot of head head wraps for Miss Mrs. Warner. Her hair is always tied in uh-huh. a low chignon, and it's always with a head wrap band, mm-hmm. and it's always in conjunction with the rest of her outfit. I was gagged. Yeah. She had different ones for every look. And we'll get into them. But this first one, it's a clink for Mrs. Warner. Of course. Yeah. We stand. Um, okay, we have Danny here. Danny and Mrs. Uh, Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady, Maureen McCormick. Um, What's uh, her name on this? Uh, Barbara. Her name Barbara. is Barbara. Barbara, please. <laughs> <laughs> from from Marsha to Barbara. Mm. The Maureen McCormick story. Yes. Um, yeah, this Mick is... Barbara. I was kind of really struck by... I love a bikini bottom and like a cute... Uh, short sleeve crop top it seems kind of like overdressed on top and underdressed on the bottom but like on a cruise it works and it looks quite chic actually it was pretty cool i felt as though this could have been worn higher waisted and i felt as though the cut was maybe a bit baggy on her um so i actually didn't love this one as much to be totally honest love her but i just would have liked to see if you're gonna do like a Donald Duck thing. The bottom should be like cooler, maybe. Not a statement necessarily, but at least like cut super well. I usually hear people call that Winnie the Pooh, 
Winnie the Poohing about. Oh yeah, Donald Ducking, Winnie the Poohing, Squidward. I guess Squidwording. You know, when you wear a T-shirt with no pants. Right. Yeah. Very sexy. Okay, so I feel like you're sinking. I think I'm sinking. Wow. Okay. Yeah, for Shay, for Shay St. John. And what about um, Danny Boy? You know, he's he's really cute, but I'm not necessarily sure I love this either. I green seems to be his elemental color. That's kind of cool. I'm clinking Mrs. Barbara. Nice. Miss Barbara. Miss Barbara. Barbara, please. Barbara, please. <laughs> okay, you're sinking her. Eh, she's in a bad mood today. She's sinking everybody. Fabulous. We have Danny again. Um, but really, we were more struck by this little aerobics moment with Miss Kelly Green two-piece. Oh my gosh. So good. I would really love to wear this exact outfit. I love... I love the cut of the top. I love how it goes around the neck, but it's also a tube top. And I, I like the short a lot. It's very fun. It's like, we it's our weekly terry cloth feature. We do have yeah. to have a terry cloth. <laughs> Every time. Every episode. Look. Of course. It's fabulous. Um, but yeah, super great. I'm definitely clinking um, Miss Unnamed Kelly Green Two-Piece. Kelly Green Two-Piece. Kelly Green Two-Piece. <laughs> Miss Kelly Green Two-Piece was everything. Um, yeah. For me, clink. A memorable look clink absolutely okay we're kind of i'm i'm not really interested in danny's we'll just it's it's a cute pale blue tracksuit it's sure. whatever it's neither for me <gasps> sink or clink um okay and kind of a combined feature here we had tab hunters entrance you know we love a like uh a poolside entrance? A as poolside happens. entrance, yeah. Mm-hmm. His his entrance scene is I think he's like swims out of the water and he's like soaking wet. And he's like, Hello, I'm a wet man. And she's like, Oh, hi. And it plays the music that signals that like attraction happened. A wet man from her past. A wet man from her past. Oh, yes, she knows him. They had not seen each other in five years. Right. And, um, I'm not quite sure where they had saw each other five years ago, but it was a five years amount of time to be married and divorced. Yes. And so she was very elated to know that. She could, she let out an O that you can only let out once you hear that someone you once loved is divorced. Yeah. She went, Oh? No, she went, <laughs> A la Dale. Uh-huh. Making reference to past episodes. Yes. Okay. We have three looks here. So what do you think, Shirley? Um, okay. I like it. I like a Valentine's palette, like pink and red. It's fun. I liked it more when she took off this overtop thing and threw it over her shoulder. Um, it was yeah, it was fun. It was cute. It was cute. We have Mrs. Warner serving in yet another uh, fabulous necklace and head wrap, chic, Rosemary's Baby, Suspiria moment. Yes, and she always had the same makeup look, which was kind of like a smoky blue atop and like an orangey red lip. It was kind of fabulous. A little clown-like. Yeah, a little crazy, but pretty sick. Uh, and, And Tab Hunter in this yellow bathing suit. I think I'm clinking all, except I don't really like Tab Hunter's bathing, his swim trunks. I think a a Speedo. They could have had a stronger intro for such an iconic character. They knew that the audience would be gagged when they showed him. They they actually did this trick with the editing for both, uh, for Maureen McCormick's character, too, where they turn around and go, oh, hi, and you know the audience is gagged that it's them because they're mm. such a recognizable face. Right. That's fun. I hope when I'm a guest star on a show once, that's how my entrance happens. Yes. <gasps> 
It's me. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I will clink oh all except Tab. Although I do clink you in general. Yes, we clink him in general. I'll go ahead and agree with you. We could have had more with his with his intro look. He could have had a cool robe or something even. And a robe. Walked up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of robe, we have mm. Danny in his kind of loungy robe. Matching, honey, the robe matches the bed sheets, as they say. Yes. Um, different kinds of matching, but loved this. What did you think of this I green? Absolutely, I absolutely loved it. It was a standout for me. I would love to find, this is another one of those, just like, you know, Miss Kelly Green two pieces look. I would love to find this green robe and just have it. It's so great. It's so, it's very warm and soft and luxe looking. There's no Sick. other word you can use except moss. Moss. It Which, is true moss. If any kind of garment makes me think of moss, then I'm going to adore it. Yes. So cling to this moss robe, darling. Mm-hmm. We clink it. Um, okay. I think this is another case. Maybe we should not call this segment Sink or Clink anymore. We're just clinking Miss Warner. It's called clinking Miss Warner. Clinking witchy fashions. I mean, come on now. What is this? This is giving almost like Pierrot, like some kind of... I think she reminds me of a clown a lot in her outfits, which is, I like a lot. But but like the kind of, you know, but like a Serge Luton's kind of clown in like those old like ads where they're sort of... Uh, I don't know what that means, but that sounded very fancy. Um, designer had a lot of really clown-like mm. um, images with the models, with the way that they would be styled and their makeup for, you know, for their ads, especially like in the 80s and it's just, um, she's giving maybe a little bit of that, almost a little bit of Zelda Rubenstein in Teen Witch when she goes to the prom and wears this kind of flappery outfit. Um, kind of sick. I don't know. It's really flowy. It's pale. It all is super matchy as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a generational thing or if it's a thing that people are supposed to do to show that they're like that woman of a certain vintage to have that almost like that matchiness down like the handbag the accessories for it to all be so color coordinated with your outfit i always thought was a serve i mean we hate colonization in this house but i always thought it was the coolest thing about the queen that she always had monochromatic outfits oh yeah we can take parts of that and who knows where she learned that maybe she learned that from which schools yeah (laughs) from which school um yeah i mean come on now it's a clink i think she i think we have a few more looks from mrs warner but she just was she is the star darling it was her episode every episode we do have a fashion queen and mrs warner is her today um i mean yeah this is a little ensemble we get to maybe again rate a few looks here of kind of this trio but i mean it was great it's kind of a little hard to see but it's like this very soft pastel heart textile 70s silk vibe shirt and the matching pink bubblegum pants with a pink bubblegum headband it's amazing it's amazing the cut of it's all perfect too i really live on the other hand i might sink tab hunter again it's a little, sometimes people on the love boat love to go safari to me yeah yeah and i it also gets a little weird too when they're supposed to be wearing things that were like souvenirs on their stops mm. and you're like mm, is what, that your culture what is this <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to sink Tap Hunter again, but I will clink Mrs. Warner. I'll agree with you. Okay. She doesn't have any energy to disagree with me. Um, well, this look, I mean, there's only really one thing to identify. Oh, darling. I mean. It was, talk, talk about just a vehicle for one thing. <laughs> I will sink the outfit, though. I do not like, I, we talked about this in previous episodes. I don't mm-hmm. like light pants with dark coat, but something else in those pants were the bolds. Otherwise, how would the vehicle have their, yeah. Right. But I do love Miss Marsha Brady, Miss Barbara's outfit in um, this ensemble. This was kind of, or in this setting. It was kind of, I think it was pants. I think it was like a flowy top and some kind of maybe flowy overskirt, but it was like this nice brown color, which I love browns. I love <laughs> browns in fashion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hues of browns, tans. Love earth tones. Um, so for me, I'm clinking Mrs. Mrs. Bar- Miss Barbara. And I guess clinking whatever is in Danny's. I liked this. This was her like dinner look, which we only got to see really one for her. And, you know, it was fun. A little, um, almost a little dowdy with the cut of it, really, but very glamour. Yeah. Finally, our last look here. We have to shout out one more time to Mrs. Warner. Yes. And kind of everyone here. Everyone for me here in this finale of sorts was, was turning it. Oh, yeah. Um, Pink, come on now. But he, we have the case here of maybe she's wearing her her um, souvenir hat. But yeah, I I did I did take issue with the. It was like a red hat society sombrero. Mm. So like, the red hat society would do these things sometimes where they would like stick a bunch of like souvenirs, like sand from a Grecian beach or something like that in a little like meth bag and like stick it to their red hat, and so they could have like little, you know. Um, little souvenirs and that's kind of what this is giving mm. a little bit those little I old know. ladies in the red hat society yeah yeah i oh. used to go to like you know i would go to thrifting places like you know you know whatever was around or goodwill or something and mm. i would find those hats that you know that once the ladies had passed their families were just like grecian sand hat going out the window and then i would find it and you know pull up quick to retrieve it because that grecian sand red hat society hat um, had a story and I wore it to school in junior high and I was insane. And maybe had drugs in it. I, you know, one, no one suspects no the one red hat. Um, well, that was Sinker Clink and a little bonus story for us and for, for you all. We'll, As if there isn't always a digressive right, bonus story. Right. Well, I love them. Um, that was the episode. That was a fun episode. It was a fun episode. <laughs> it was really cool to see a lot of very iconic people in this one. And, you know, the old comic having their last hurrah or career reignition, really, because he was getting offers for jobs afterward. Um you know, Inspiring. I love that story. Getting your ah-cha-cha back. Title of episode. <laughs> I love it. There we are. Um, well, thank you for viewing. Thank you for watching. Um, tune you. in next week for another steaming, piping hot episode of Talk Ship because global warming and yes. rising sea temperatures. Yes. Um, of Talk Ship Get Hip. If you're I'm, watching home at, on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you are um, just listening, you know. We love interaction. Interaction keeps us alive. Interaction is the fuel, the bodies of the passengers who didn't know what they signed up for being thrown into the furnace to keep the Pacific Princess going. So throw your body into the fire for us. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Top Ship Get Hip. You can find us online and don't hesitate to reach out with any nautical inquiries. Catch you next week. Bye.